Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Let us pray. Our Lord, our God, I want to say thank you for this wonderful time, for this wonderful moment, for this wonderful opportunity. Lord, we return all glory back to you for this moment. I pray that we come again before your throne. This hour, let heaven open upon us in the name of Jesus. Heavens of mercy, heavens of favor, heavens of divine encounter, heavens of revelation. Lord, let it open upon each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Arise, O Lord, in your power. Arise, O Lord, in your majesty. Let heavens of wisdom open in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes, open our hair, open our heart of understanding. Fill us with divine revelation in the name of Jesus. Lord, today I ask anything in us that has been hindering our divine connection with you. Lord, let it be exposed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Amen. Once again, I welcome each and every one of us to today's time in the name of Jesus. My name is Ariola Oreolua, the prayer coordinator of this online prayer ministry. And this is Praying Goods Network. You are all welcome in the name of Jesus. Amen. By the special grace of God, today I will be sharing with us hindrances to receiving from God. I mean, hindrances to hear from God. What are those things in our life, in our marriage, in our business, in our career? What are those things in our life that hinder us from receiving revelation from God? I'll be sharing by the help of Holy Spirit. I'll be sharing them today. Amen. And I know that in the name of Jesus, as we share, as we look at them, heaven will open in the name of Jesus. And uh, in any area where we need to make amendment, in any area where we need to make correction, the Lord will help us to do that in the name of Jesus. Once again, you are all welcome in the name of Jesus. Amen. As you all know, by the special grace of God, there are many ways to receive revelation from God. There are many ways to hear from God. Am I on course? There are many ways to receive from God. There are many ways to receive revelation from God. The same way there are many ways to receive revelation from God, there are many ways, there are also thousands of ways that devil Satan speak to. Amen. But we are not talking about that today. We'll be looking at, as I said, hindrances to hear from God. What are those things that hinder me from receiving revelation from God? Amen. Sweet Holy Spirit, once again, I ask that you, you journey with us. Empower the word of my mouth. Let it profit your people and let it profit myself in the name of Jesus. Amen. The first thing that we'll be talking about, the first thing we'll be looking at by the grace of God, is not knowing God very well. I'm not saying you do not know God. Hear me very well. I said the first reason, the first hindrance to hearing from God is not knowing God. Amen. By the grace of God, everything we'll be looking at, everything we'll be talking about, amen, we'll be looking at them from the Bible. We'll be looking at them and with scripture backing it up, amen, with experience backing it up from the Bible. The first one, as I said, the first entrance is not know God, not to be able to hear from God, is for you not to know God very well. You may be saying, oh, no, I'm not, that one did not <laughs> pertain to me. Listen, don't judge yourself. Don't be amazed to judge yourself. We may be a Christian. We may be a believer. You may even be a pastor. You may be deacon. You may be prophet. You may be prophetess. I don't know your the title that you bear, the title that you carry in the church. Amen. Being in church for 100 years doesn't make us to know God. Be in church, even that you lay hand on the sick and the sick receive their healing, doesn't make you to know God. <laughs> oh my God, help me this day. Listen to me. If you don't know God, you don't know God. There are some people that are in church for 100 years. They are born in church. Their parents, their mother gave back to them inside church. They grew up, they are digging, they are digging, they are apostles, they are they don't know God. They don't know God. If you don't know God, you cannot hear him very well. If you don't know God, 
if the God you know is the God of your father, the God of your mother, the God of your prophet, the God of uh, you will know you will not hear him. Let me let me start, let me start from Genesis. The first man and the first woman. Adam knew God. He walked with God. God talked with him. So Adam knew God. But the Bible never tells us in anywhere that if the wife of Adam knew God. The Bible did not tell us in anywhere that oh this was the time that oh God appeared, God spoke or that Eve have anything to, to do with God. No. So Eve was there as a create as uh, as one of the things a person God created, but she never knew God. She did not knew God. That was why when Satan came in and Satan was now asking her uh, trickish question, she fell. If you don't know God, if you have never known God one on one in the time of adversity, the, the chances for one to slip away is is hundred percent. You may be saying I'm in the church, I was, I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor, I'm a deacon, I'm this, I'm that. <laughs> Amen. Hebrew one one to two. Hebrew chapter one one to two. Let's start from our Bible reading from that place. It is past. God spoke to our ancestors through the prophet at many times in various ways. So he confirmed that there are many ways in which God can speak to his children. Verse 2. But in these last days, in my own days, in your own days, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son in whom he appointed heirs of all things and through whom also he made the universe. Do you see the difference? In the days of our father, God spoke to them in many ways. But the Bible is saying, in our own days, there's only one way in which he's speaking to us. Yes, he may have diverse uh, tentacles. And what is that way? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. What is the meaning of this statement? If you don't have a personal encounter with the Lord, you may lay your hand on the sick and the sick will heal. You may lay your hand on dead person and dead person will heal. Amen. Listen to me. The way God speaks to people, the way Satan also speaks to people. <laughs> so, don't be deceived. What that scripture is telling us is, you must, the first, the first thing that hinders us from hearing from God is if you don't have divine encounter with Jesus Christ. If you don't have Jesus Christ into your life, you may be hearing from the spirit realm. You may be hearing from the soul, soulish realm. Hear me, my sister, my brother, don't be deceived. You are not hearing from God. <laughs> if say God spoke to Adam and Eve, and Satan also came and spoke to what? To who? To Eve. So in our days too, if our Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible said that Satan himself appeared, tempt, he was tempted. Jesus was tempted by who? By Satan. So he spoke to, to Jesus. What about the disciples? He spoke to uh, Judas. What about Peter? He said, to, he said uh, when, when Jesus Christ was talking and this, Peter was trying to say, no, it can't work like that. Jesus Christ said, I have received it. No, no. I've seen that Satan wants to make use of you. Satan is the one that is speaking through you right now. Better keep quiet. I'll pray for you. Up to today, Satan is still speaking to people. You may say, how, how is he speaking? How is God speaking to you? Many voices that we hear, sometimes it's not the voice of God. Yes, it may be accurate. It's many times it's from Satan. So the way God will speak to you, the way Satan speaks to, to people too. But the, what makes it different is when you have Jesus Christ in your life, you will be guided and you'll be led by the Holy Spirit. So when Satan is speaking, you'll be able to discern. The Spirit of God will discern in you. This is not the voice of God. Another caution. Hmm. Somebody say, hmm. When you go to the book of 1 Samuel, the Bible talks about Samuel the prophet. Samuel the prophet. The Bible said, Samuel, listen to me. You. <laughs> let, let, can we go to the Bible? Let's, let's so that I won't look as if I'm just quoting from Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. We are going to read and I will show some things there. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. I will be reading from New King James Version. Now, the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. 
and the word of the Lord was real in those days. There was no widespread revelation. In another fashion, there was no widespread open fashion. Verse 2. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow, so dim that he could not see. Verse 3. And before the Lamb of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, while Samuel was lying down, and the Lord spoke unto him. Verse 4. And the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. So he ran to Eli and said, Here am I, for you call me. And he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went again and lie down. Verse 6. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you call me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Verse 7. Can we read verse 7 together? Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Can we read that again? Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of God revealed yet revealed to him. What is the meaning? Let's go to verse 1 before we, we do anything. Now the poor Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. He ministered to the Lord, not ministered to Eli. There's even between when he ministered to his boss, Eli, and when he ministered to God. The Bible said he ministered to God. The position of Eli, the position of Samuel in those days, if we want to compare it with our own contemporary age now, will be associate pastor. Or some people will call it assistant pastor. Whatever language you, you use. Then Samuel was an assistant pastor to Eli. Then Samuel was an associate pastor. He ministered to God to assist his uh, boss, his, uh, his uh, prophet. But when you move to verse 7, when before that verse 7, the Bible said he ministered. The, the, the ark of God was there. The lamb of God was there. And you know what the lamb of God represents? The lamb of God represents the spirit of God. It represents the eyes of God. So he ministered to God before the eyes of God. He ministered to God before the lamb of God, the instruction, the guidance of God. But verse 7, he said, he did not yet know the Lord. He was serving God as an assistant pastor. He was serving God as an associate pastor. Yet, he did not know the Lord. Number 2, yet the word of God has not been revealed to him. And he has been there to minister. And he ministered to God. And people will come, he will bless them. And people will come, he will, he will, he will, he will prophesy, you are blessed, you are this, you are that. Go and be fruitful. But the Bible said, he did yet he did not know the Lord. That you are a Christian. That you serve in church. That you are a pastor. That you, I don't hold anybody apology. Please, we are passing, we are teaching ourselves. Forget title. Not those title, prophet, apostle, teacher, dead, all those. They are just gifts from God. He give it to everybody, anybody like. So put them aside. The main thing is this. That you serve before the Lord God. Does he make you to know God? That is what the Bible is saying there. That boy, that man was an associate pastor, but yet the Bible said he did not yet know the Lord. What is the meaning? He served God, a minister to people. Before you can be come to that position, that he will be, he can come before the when you look at him, that uh, that first study, talk about his description where he lived. The ark of God was there. The light of God was there. The, the lamp of God, which represents the eyes, the seven spirit of God, which is the eyes of God, was there. And the Bible said, and, and he lied down. What is the meaning? That is where he slept. He slept, he, he sleep and wake up and do everything before the spirit of the living God, before the eyes of the living God, but did not know God. What is the meaning? He never for once had one-on-one encounter with the Lord. The God that he served, the God he knew, was the God of his mother. You remember, it was a mother that dedicated him unto God. It was a mother that served God. It was a mother that knew God. So, it was the, mother, the God of his mother that he served. It was the God of his pastor, his associate prophet, his prophet, his, his, his boss that he served. He never had one-on-one -on -one encounter with the Lord. So, a man that did not have one-on-one -on -one encounter with the Lord, when God is speaking, when God is talking to him, how will he know? If listen to me, sir and man, number one, you have never given your life to Christ. 
How if you have given your life to Christ but you never have one-on-one encounter with him? You can't hear him very well. You hear him today, tomorrow Satan will come and talk to you and you will believe him. You will think that, oh, he's the one that is talking. Why? Because you never have one-on-one encounter with the Lord. Have you had one-on-one encounter with the Lord? So, no matter your age before God, no matter your age before God, no matter your age on the altar, no matter your age on the pulpit, you should never have one-on-one encounter with God. You better run back and cry unto him. Oh Lord, encounter me. I want to see you. It was difficult for Satan to come and approach Adam directly. Why? Because Adam journeyed with God. Adam had one-on-one encounter with God. So he knew that if I should come and meet this man, he already knew God. So he will know, he will decide that, oh, this is not the voice of God. So he have to go and meet somebody who did not know God. Somebody who never had one-on-one encounter with God. If you don't have one-on-one encounter with God, all manners of all manners of word, all manners of things will be coming here and there. And you always take them, you always believe them. All manners of doctrine. The one from God, the one that is not from God. Eh, uh, is listen, there's nothing that is like either it is him or it is he is not the one. There's nothing like, oh, he looked like him. So it's either it is the force of God or the force the force is not from God. That's not like oh, it sounds like God. It's either it is Oreolua or not Oreolua. If I'm coming to my house, as I'm in the office now, when I close, when I'm going to the house, I'm getting to the house. I don't need to call and um, begin to mention name before my children will come and open the door for me. You know why? They know me very well. If I go to the entrance, there's a way I I will whistle. If I make that sound, you hear daddy, daddy, daddy. The children will come around and they will begin to decree and they begin to shout, daddy, daddy, daddy. Why? Because they know that, oh, that is the voice of our daddy. That is the voice of daddy. That is the voice of our father. So if, not because, because they know me very well, because there is one-on-one encounter, that is why they can discern that, oh, this is the voice of our daddy. This is, this one is the voice of our father. Oh. If another person should come and make that sound, they will just laugh. That is not daddy. Sometimes I don't need to come and uh, make a, a, what do you call it? Make any sound. When I'm just around, when I just come around there, and you know what I will do? I just make some sound. When I make some sound, because they know me, because they know me, what will they do? Listen to me. They will jump. Oh, that is the sound of our daddy. That is the sound of daddy. You know why? Because they know me. Because we have been coming together before. So they know me. So what will they do? They will come around. Why? Because that is the force of our daddy. Why? Because there is one and one encounter. That is what the Bible was telling us there. Samuel was serving on the altar of God. Samuel was there for years. But because Samuel did not did not know God. So when God was talking to him, he could not discern. This is God. This is not God. So you have to go and meet the master. Why? Because that is the person that I've been talking, that you have been hearing all this year. So my sister, my brother, the very first hindrance to hearing from God, the very first thing that will hinder us from hearing from God is when you don't have one-on-one encounter with God. If you don't have one-on-one encounter with God, another person will be talking. Adam, I will repeat myself again. Adam had a encounter with God. Devil cannot come and talk to him. But because Eve did not have one-on-one encounter with God. So when Satan came there and was talking to her, she listened. She listened. Somewhere had not had a one-on-one encounter with God. So when God was talking, he thought it was another man that was talking. So many of us... That was our problem. When God is talking, we think that, oh, it's another man that is talking. Oh, I will not take it. Oh, you are not serious with it. Oh, we can't take it. We can't go far with it. Why? Because we don't know God. Hear me, sir. Hear me, ma. I will repeat it hundred times. If you have never had one-on-one encounter with God, hey, you better run, run and meet him. Number two, things that hinder us from hearing from God. 
The second thing that hinders us from hearing from God is what I call sin. S-I-N. 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 Sin. Sin. The Bible said, if we have any unconfessed sin in our life, the Lord will not hear us. If there's any unconfessed sin in your life, it's a huge hindrance to hear from God. You know why? Matthew 27, 46. He said, about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, that is, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Why? Because the sin of the whole world was upon him at that time. And God will not listen to him. God will not even talk. Follow me again to Psalm 22, verse 1. Psalm 22, verse 1. Psalm 22, verse 1. When you look at that Psalm 22, verse 1, David cried unto the Lord, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? When there is a sin like this in your life, God will be far from you. And when God is far from you, there is no way you will hear him. Unconfessing. 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 So if we are having difficulty in hearing God's voice, we need to take account of our life. We need to check ourselves, check our life if there is any sin there. Psalm 66, verse 18. Psalm 66, verse 18. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not hear me. Another version says, if I have cherished iniquity in me, the Lord will not hear me. So my brother, my sister, I want you to check yourself today. If there is any iota of sin in your life, if there is any iota of sin, disobedience is sin. Do you know that disobedience is sin? Not living right is sin. Malice is sin. Do you even know that not praying is sin? So, oh, Samuel, the same Samuel I talk about, said, Samuel said, Far be it that I sin against God for not praying for you. When Saul was saying, Please pray for me, yes, I have sinned, but please pray for me. And Samuel said, Far be it that I sin against God. So, the definition of sin to, to Samuel was for him, not to intercede for his brethren. All your brother, all your sisters around you, when last did you intercede for them? When last did you pray for them? Your neighbors, who is believing God for fruit on the womb, when last do you pray for your neighbor? Your pastor, your leader, when last do you pray for them? Amen. What about me? Pray in the good network. When last do you pray for me? For me not to pray for you, for you not to pray for me, it is sin. Amen. Let's look at the next one. The next hindrance, which is the third one, from hearing from God. The next thing that stands as hindrances, amen, to, for you and I, that hinder us from hearing from God, is what I call loose mouth loose mouth some of us what we ha- what we carry in our mouth is i what i call parrot mouth parrot you know parrot parrot is an animal a bird that uh, whatever he see he must talk whatever he hear he must say it should i repeat myself whatever parrot see parrot parrot must talk and whatever parrot hear he must say it that was the apart from apart from apart from to, to for enjoy himself. That was the problem of uh, um, Joseph in the Bible. Every revelation that God showed uh, Joseph, Joseph will wake up and go and reveal it. Till God said him, many of us, many of us, that is our problem. Oh, you know, it's like something is bubbling me, and Justin, I should say it, I should say it, I should say it. Until you, until you open yourself unto trouble, until you use your mouth and say you not have rest. And uh, when you want to, when you want to, <laughs> when you want to do yourself, or not that you are doing yourself, you are not doing anybody. When you want to do yourself, you say eh, you are the only one I'm, t- I'm sharing this revelation. No, eh, I'm not going to tell anybody. But you know, me and you we are very close. That's why I'm telling you. <laughs> you and him are very close, and you share with him. And what will happen? He too will carry it and go and share with another person. Another person will share with another person. Another person will share with another person. Another person will share with another person. So it's even better for you to just go on social media or go on CNN. Amen. Amen. The network news. And go and share it. So if you are carrying that kind of mouth, parrot mouth, loose mouth, those people with diarrhea in their mouth, that their mouth cannot stop. Is it cause? 
that God cannot keep secret with you. You must say it. Even there's some revelation God show you, you don't show your partner. God show you, you don't share with your children. He just show you as, as, as father to son, as father to daughter. If you are that kind of person that you cannot keep secret, God will be far from you from revealing message, information to you. If Abraham was somebody like that, do you know that God will not share revelation of Sodom and Gomorrah with him? God said, should I keep this thing from Abraham? No. Let me, let me show you, with, let me share it with him. If Abraham was like you, God will not share it. Because you begin to broadcast it. Oh, 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 ah, 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 My sister, my brother, if you need gum to see your mouth, please see your mouth. If you need deliverance in that area, please cry unto the Lord God to deliver you. So, loose mouth, I call it parrot mouth, are one of the reasons why God don't speak to us, why there's interest for us in hearing from God. Amen. The next one is, if you are not trained to listen to God, God will be talking, you don't know that he's the one talking. There are thousands of ways that God speaks to people. Because Samuel, let's go back to Samuel. Samuel was before God, but Samuel was not trained to hear from God. Samuel was trained for other assignments. Samuel was trained to clean the tabernacle. Samuel was trained to light, to put on the light and switch off the light. Samuel was trained to open and close. Samuel was, prayed to, was trained to pray for people, to bless people. All the rituals in the tabernacle, both in external and within, within the holies of the holies, within the holy place, Samuel was trained to carry out all those uh, uh, sacrifices, all those rituals, but in lack training in that particular area. In what area? Hearing from God. A man of God, a prophet of God, once asked me, when I started this uh, training, teaching people how to hear from God, he said, how do you mean that we can train people? He said, no, it should be gift of God. Yeah, is it God that bless? No. Listen to me. There are three ways, there are three ways to it. There are some of us, it is gift. We are gifted. You don't need to be trained. You, be, you just live, you have revelation, it's accurate. As you are reading the Bible, God will be speaking to you. Even when you are living inside sin, you'll be hearing, you'll be seeing revelation. It's gift I've given you. There's, there are some of us, we must be trained. It's there in the Old Testament. It's there in the New Testament. When you read the, the, the Old Testament, from the days of uh, Samuel, Samuel established the schools of the prophet. So that is why, before Samuel, there's nothing like that. But because Samuel was the first trained person to be trained as a prophet, so he now established the school. Sons of the prophet school. So when you are reading your Bible and you come across the word sons of the prophet, they are not biological children of the prophet. They are the people like Samuel that they brought to the tabernacle to come and learn the rudiment of the prophecy, the rudiment of the prophet, the secret of the prophet, the secret of the seers. What makes seers to see? That is why in the days of Elijah, he transferred to that place. Elijah also had the schools of the prophets established in different places that they could see. They see what is about to happen. So we can train them. And also in the New Testament, the Bible talks about, uh, about uh, uh, Paul. Paul established such school. He moved some people out of the tabernacle when they were against him. He moved them to another location in the book of Acts. And the Bible said for some, for some years, almost about two and a half years, he was training them. Listen to me. You know many of us, we always quote this scripture. Uh, Mantu uh, was taken from the body of Paul and was using. Who, go and read your Bible for everywhere. It's not ordinary people that removed Mantu or took Mantu from the body of, uh, uh, of uh, Paul. No. Go and, go and remove it if it will work. Those people that took mantle from, from Paul and they went out and they used it were those people that Paul was training, that Paul trained for almost two and a half years. So it was after about two and a half years that those people will took mantle from him and they went out and they will begin to use it and begin to work. Why? Because Paul taught them for almost two and a half years. They were trained. Many of us will just begin to quote that scripture. Uh, uh, Mantu are taken from Paul and uh, they will be using it. 
go and take Matthew if it will work. No. Please, let's go back to the Bible and read it very well. It was immediately the Bible said, and he, uh, was, he, he taught them for about two and a half years. And the next scripture, and the Bible said, when, and the, their fame went for uh, ahead. And the Bible now said, Mantu were taken from him. Who are those people taking the mantle? Those people that Paul taught. Those people he gathered and he was teaching them the art of the prophet, the art of apostle. So, listen to me. It is legal, it is spiritual, it is biblical for us to be trained on how to hear God. Amen. So, if, 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 if you are not trained, there are some of us, we have the gift, but you need somebody to activate it. If it's not activated, it will be there dormant. So, there's nothing wrong when you have somebody to lay hand, to activate it, to no. Amen. The Lord bless us in the name of Jesus. So the next one, the next, the next hindrance is to hearing God for us is misunderstanding and wrong teaching. Misunderstanding, wrong teaching, wrong mindset. Misunderstanding of the act of prophecy. Wrong teaching and wrong mindset. What do I mean by this? Because we did not know, we did not know the redoement of it. Because we don't understand just like that prophet that said, oh, alright, uh, what do you mean by you want to be teaching people how to hear from God? Uh, 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 do we teach people? <laughs> because that man did not know. So, such man will go and be telling people, no, you can't, they can't teach you, uh, it must be a partition from God, it's only God. No. No, you can learn it. So, many of us, we grew up under that mindset. There's only a particular set of people that can hear God. Without those set of people, nobody else can hear God. No, father, far, foul. I said, father, far, foul. Hear me and hear me very well. With that mindset, mindset, many of us, God has been speaking to us, but because we believe in that wrong mindset, there's only those who are trained as a prophet can hear from God. We shut our hair. And as a result of that, God stopped, stopped talking to us. Wrong mindset. Wrong doctrine. I'm not against it that the prophet should talk, should speak. Yes, their gift, God has given it to some people. But the number one thing before the prophet, before the gift, is what? Is I'm a child of God. By the grace of God, if you attend any of uh, uh, um, my school, the school of hearing God's voice, the first thing I will tell you and what I will, every, all, I was, all, my, all my teaching I will be telling you is, you are a child of God first before the gift. The gift of prophecy, the gift of see, the gift of hearing, the gift of this, the, they are just gifts. If we are cultic people, those who don't know God, God gave them the gift. But the very first thing is, you are a child of God. So if I'm a child of a man, I should be able to hear the voice of that man very well. Like my children, like my father, my late father. Before my father died, if my father is talking anywhere, I will know that, oh, that is my father that is talking there. I should be able to know, hear my father when he's talking to me. I should be able to hear my father when he's talking to me about other people around me. I should be able to hear my father when he's talking about uh, when he's talking to other people. Three in one. Should I repeat myself? If I'm a child of a, a, a father of a particular man, as a son of that man, as a son of that mother, I should be able to hear my father when he's talking to me about myself. I should be able to hear my father when he's talking to me about other people and I should be able to hear my father when he's talking to other people. Should I explain those three uh, stages? I should be able to hear my father when he's talking to me about myself, my marriage, my business, my career, every, when, he's, when he's saying some things about me, I should be able to hear God. Number two, I should be able to hear God when he's talking to me about other people. Don't move with them. Don't go there. Don't do this business. Don't do this. Don't do that. I should be able to hear God about, about other people, about situation around me, about circumstances around me. Then number three, I should be able to hear God. I should be able to hear my father when he's talking to other people. What is the meaning? He's not talking to me. He's talking to other people, but I'm, I, it's my father. I'm, I'm sitting beside him. I'm sitting under his feet. I should be able to hear that. And that is where I talk about loose mouth. Your father is not talking to you. 
your father is talking to other people and you hear their meeting, you hear their secret and you now went out and begin to broadcast it because of your loose mouth. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. The next one I will talk about is fear. 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 Hearing from God is rooted in faith and belief. Did you hear that? Hearing from God is rooted in wealth. I want you to say it loud and clear. I can't hear you, my brother. Hearing from God is rooted in two things. Faith and belief. Faith and belief. Faith and belief. But hear me and hear me very. Fear and faith. Yes, letter F started the two, but they did not, they cannot stand together. Fear and faith could not coexist. And the battle for space is between the two of them. There's a battle for space between fear and faith. And before, because faith is a weak element, fear always suppresses it. You know why? Our body, our system is wired to physical thing. And hearing from God is by faith. Because God is in the spirit. You are hearing from the spirit. You are hearing about invisible things. You are hearing about things that you could not see physically. You are hearing about things that you cannot just imagine. Sometimes you are hearing about things that to ordinary mind, it is impossible. But because our system, our eyes, the physical eyes, your ear and your mind, everything will be wired to what you can see around you. What you can see around you. So when those things are coming, when those revelations are coming, there's this fear, oh, oh. So the moment the fear is that, oh, this one cannot be real. <laughs> this one cannot be real. So the fear is there. So you'll be fear to say it out. And when God wants you to prophesy, he told the seeker, the, the value of the dry bone. It, he said, no, that is, this thing is impossible. He said, can this thing be possible? He said, God, oh, it's only you. And God now said, prophesy to the dry bones. Let that be this, let that be that. If there are some of us, the problem with us is the problem of the dry bones. And what God wants us to do is, tell us what to do. Prophesy, say it with your mouth. Let that be light. Let that be life. Let that be promotion. Let that be increase. Let that be this. But when you look at the physical things, dry bones, very dry, impossible. If I prophesy now, people will laugh me. Impossible, it cannot be possible. This woman will know her very well. She has committed abortion many times. Her wound has been removed. What's your own business with that? God said, prophesy to the womb, let there be life. Say, let there be light. And God just wants to ride upon that your world. And Ezekiel said, and when you read it, the man, the man did not believe, but by faith, the man said, and I prophesy as I was commanded. <laughs> Do you hear that? I prophesy as I was. Um, I just say it to yeah, me. No, I'm not involved. I prophesy as I was commanded. You see, he's pushing it back to God. So if I prophesy and it came to pass, oh, to God be the glory. If I prophesy and nothing happened, don't blame me. I'm not the one. I have nothing. It's God that says I should say it. So face God. It's God that failed. I'm not the one that failed. But thank God that the man prophesied. <laughs> I remember some years back, I went for a crusade. Amen. In another region. Uh, it's a, that crusade always holds every year between uh, almost about eight villages. They gather eight villages together in a particular place and they have a crusade. So we are there with my, one of my pastors there. And he just said, five minutes. People have been coming, people have been ready. It's just five minutes for administration, for his ministration. Just say, all right, I'm not going to minister again. The Lord said you should minister. So better sit down quickly, ask God what you say. Uh-uh. It's not done. This is open crusade, open crusade for like eight villages. What am I going to say? I did not prepare, I did not. What I only have with me is just my Bible. And you know, just like Samuel and Eli. I was an apprentice then, learning in the school of uh, under the prophets. And when your God, your prophet said, go and do this, who are you to say no? I have no choice. So, uh, because that tribe, they're not my tribe. So I don't understand their language. So they cannot give me an interpreter who was there to interpret for me. 
So while I was doing the administration, I said something. I just noticed that the man pointed to me. He, he just faced me, he pointed to me, and uh, he said it. So another time, he pointed to me and said it. Another time, he pointed to me, he pointed to me like three times. He was saying it, he was shaking his head. Me, I don't know what he was saying. <laughs> Amen. So after the after the crusade in the evening, uh, you know, just like uh, when you are when you are under a tutelage. Anytime that my guy gave me assignment, when we finish, he will tell me, "Oh, alright, you have done well, but you said this." Yes, what this is what you mean, but you don't put it uh, right. Next time you do it this way, sometimes we tell me, "No, you have used enough more scripture more than what you have said. Just use two scripture." He will just correct me and say, "Oh, this is." Sometimes we say, "When you prophesy that time, you prophesy with fear." No, say with boldness. <laughs> Amen. So he was trying to correct me and say, Oh, you have done well. He said, But do you remember that? I said, I said, Yes. He said, Do you know what the man was saying? I said, No. He said, The man was telling those people on the crusade grand that this thing I'm going to tell you, I'm not the one. It's this man that said it. <laughs> Amen. You know the meaning. So if you are going to attack, if you are going to fire arrow, if you are going to kill, I'm not the one. I'm not involved. It's this man. So he said, The last one, the man was telling them, I'm not involved. I'm just repeating what he said. He sent me to say it. So I'm not involved. I said, oh, I don't know. The man now laughed. Amen. That was the same thing that happened to Elijah in the Valley of the Rebel. He said, and I prophesy as I was commanded. It was when it was time for him to call for life that I said, I was prophesying as I was commanded. Because the man knew that this is a difficult task. So in case he prophesy and nothing work, so don't crucify me. It is God that asked me to do it. Amen. <laughs> Why am I sharing this? My sister, my brother. When God gave you a word and he said prophesy, do it. Please take bold. Say it. If it work, to God be the glory. If it did not work, to God be the glory. Don't kill yourself. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Listen, the day you know that prophet himself they prophesied to themselves and sometimes it did not work we'll talk about it another time sometimes god allowed god will give them a word i'm not saying for outside for themselves but that same word will not come to pass amen and it's like they say ah this is what god has said about me for well he <laughs> do not see the light of day amen do you know what god will just want to use it as to be god over them the day you begin to prophesy and everything you say begin to come to pass, you will soon die. So I repeat myself. The day you begin to prophesy and everything always come to pass, every blessed day, every blessed day, every blessed day, you prophesy today, come to pass, you prophesy tomorrow, accurate, the same time, the same period, you will soon die. You know why you will soon die? Because people will begin to see you as God and you will soon die. Because God is a God of jealous. He will kill you. So, if you are beloved to God, if God loves you, you know, so sometimes he will give you a prophecy, you will prophesy with boldness, ah, by this time tomorrow, if I be man of God, this is rain will fall, for we are tomorrow, it will be sun. <laughs> Amen. Do you know why? God just wants to shock you. Amen. He shocked you, Abby. Amen. So, my sister, don't kill yourself. The day he prophesy, it come to pass. Lift up your hand and say, praise God. The day you prophesy, you see revelation, and you say it, and it did not come to pass. Lift up your hand and bless God. Move on with your life. Amen. Let's look at another one. I see how a lot. Amen. Praise the Lord. Another one is doubt. Just like I just like uh, fear. Doubt states uh, something about who we think God is. That means you doubt God. You doubt who God is. You doubt his existence. God is the God of mystery. And the mystery will remain forever. So when he shows you some things and you doubt it, oh, can this thing work? Because you have said it in your mouth. And at that time, God wants you to just say a word. And it's, the atmosphere is charged. Whatever comes out of your mouth at that time, amen, it's like, it's like, it's like fire. Just like when you remove, when you release uh, petrol to the atmosphere, gaseous, uh, petrochemical gas to the atmosphere, and there's a spark, the whole place will caught fire. Am I right? So the same way, the atmosphere is charged, and God just wants you to just speak a word, and we ride on it. 
And when you just come and you look at it, in your heart, you just say, will this one work? <laughs> I'm sorry, this one will not work. Amen. You have scattered it. You have scattered it. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. James 1, 6 and 7. James 1, 6 and 7. I've seen people, after they have prayed, prayed, they fasted. For example, they may have, um, what do you call it? Uh, interview the next day. Amen. They fasted, 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 fasted. They pray, they cry, they jump up, they do everything possible. They sow a seed. Amen. And uh, the day of interview, when they dress or finish, you know what they say? When I will not kill myself. If they pick me, I've done, I've tried my best. Ah, you have used that doubt. That is a doubt. You are using it to scatter everything. You have prayed, you have fasted, you have sow seed, you have done it. Just go there with the grace of God. Go there with boldness. Put devil to shame with swagger. Ah. Uh, go there and see if you are already <laughs> you received the letter of uh, uh, appointment. But the, as you are going there, you not say, when I will not kill myself. If they pick me, if they not pick me, at least I'll try my best. Ah, that is doubt. You have doubted. Amen. James 1 6 and 7. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because when one doubts, it's like a wave of sea blowing to and black by the wind. Amen. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. I said, may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Another thing that hinders us from hearing from God is distraction. When you are too busy, we live in a day and time when life is busy. Your day-to-day list is full. It's overflowed with an event. Your personal, you need to do this, you need to do that. Uh, for your professional, for your business, for your career, for your ministry, oh, domestic need. I keep telling my wife, don't kill yourself. Why? Because everything she wants in the house, she wants to do all the assignment. Assignment will not finish. Work will not finish. Madam, prioritize, number one. Number two, delegate. Number three, rest. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes when I'm saying that, they will look at me. Okay, who will do it for me? Ah, nobody will do it. And let me tell you one thing. Because nobody will do it and you want to do it, you will kill yourself. Learn to prioritize. I have 10 things to do. Out of these 10 things, what are the first five? What are the most important things? Then number two, delegate. All these things I need to do. What can my children, what can my neighbor, who can help me with some other things? Then after that, please rest. Rest. So, when you come to hearing from God, there will be assignment here and there. So, prioritize, delegate, and withdraw. Do you hear me? Prioritize the most important thing you need to do. Delegate some assignment. Then the next one, withdraw. If you don't learn to withdraw from the crowd, if you don't learn to withdraw from the issues of life, heaven will withdraw from you. What did I mean by withdraw? Withdraw from the crowd to go and seek the face of God. I know myself. I know my body. I may be around you right now. And the moment I begin to receive signal that it's like, ah, I want to hear something. I will just, you just see that I will just switch up. I will just walk away from you. Many times I will be with my children in the city room. We'll be watching movies. We'll be playing. We'll be running around. And suddenly when I sense it, that the atmosphere has changed. I just withdraw to my study room. I go there with, with a note and a paper. Or I just withdraw to my bed and lie down, sweet Holy Spirit. I begin to speak in tongue. I begin to worship Him. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. And before you know it, the heaven will begin to pour it down. But if I'm too busy, if I'm too busy, He will not release it. Too busy. Noisy. And when you are not too busy with that, you are too busy with... Uh, a pay TV from one movie to another. What listen, the movie you have been watching, what are, what profit have you profited from it? The social media, oh big pin, oh uh, the social media, my WhatsApp, my <laughs> my Facebook, my Telegram, my this, my that, my Zoom. Oh, I have a program, I have this. Listen, listen, listen. Don't hey, you better learn to withdraw. Learn to withdraw. Learn to withdraw. If you don't learn to withdraw, everyone will learn to withdraw from you. Amen. Praise the Lord. As I said, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot. Let me give us like three or four, three or four, and uh, 
we continue another day. Amen. If you are somebody like me in those days, not not in those days, you love to work to watch scary movie. All those horror movie. Amen. It will hinder you. It will hinder. Why? When it is time for revelation to come, the past movie, the past uh, uh, horror movie, the bloodshed that you watch, we begin to 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 uh, to blow the fiction. So you'll be fighting with it, and because it's so strong, it'll be programmed to your mind. So you'll be hindering what is in your mind. It will be hindering what is coming. It will be hindering what is flowing in the spirit realm. So please, scary movie, S-rated movie, please learn to stay away from them. Learn to stay away from them. Learn to stay away from them. The Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Another thing that hinders us from hearing from God is past emotional wounds. Many of us, because somebody has offended us, somebody has injured us, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we refused to forgive those people. Oh, it will hinder, it will hinder, it will hinder the flow of God. It will hinder you from receiving from God. It will hinder you from even moving forward. Can you imagine if Joseph carried the God, carried the wounds, the emotional wounds? Oh, I'm a beloved child. Eh? My, mo- my father loved me so much. My father. And he carried that wound, that injury. My brother sold me into slavery. Before they sold me into slavery, they removed my best garment, garment of multicolored garment. Eh? They removed it eh? and they sold, they put me in this. Eh? Listen, when it was time for him to interpret dream for his defined connector for epas of destiny, he would just be withdrawal, withdrawal syndrome. Withdrawal syndrome. Many of us, that, that is our problem. Somebody injures, somebody caused affliction two years ago. Uh, you are dating somebody, and that man has moved forward. That woman has moved forward. And you are still carrying the key, you are still carrying the emotion. Oh, I will not forgive him. <laughs> you forgive, you do not forgive. The person did not know. You are the one that is carrying the, 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 the what? You are the one that is carrying the pain. And you are the one that is, that is injured. You are causing injury to your own life, to your own destiny. But because Joseph learned to forgive and to forget about a past emotional wound, he moved forward with his life. What happened? He was able to share. And those, those in problem, he encouraged them. He solved their problem. He was a problem solver. That, that kid alone is, 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 is enough for, for him to withdraw. But anywhere he finds himself, he's always happy. He's always happy. He always do work. He always uh, uh, to the point anywhere he finds himself, promotion, promotion, promotion. He forgets his past, my sister, my brother. Receive grace to greeting. To forget and put behind you all those emotions, all those past wounds that is hindering God from speaking to you. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. The last one that we talk about today, because I want us to take one or two prayer today, is stress, internal stress. What do I mean by internal stress? Distress from work, distress from family. Oh, you cannot sleep. Ed, a lot of bill, financial problem. Oh, how am I going to meet up this? How am I going to meet up that? Oh, my office. They are dead. Hey, I, I just shake my head for you, my brother. Listen to me. Stress. When there is stress, it, it limits you. You do not allow your mind to focus on God. Even when God is standing be, before you right now, because you are too, those stress have, have, have clouded your mind. You will not be able to see him. You not be, when he's talking, you can't hear. And you see some people who are in crisis and problem. And you say, oh, go and pray. You say, Pastor, I, don't even, I can't even pray. You can't pray because of stress. <laughs> Amen. Listen to me. Stress will be there to eternity. But learn to share them. Learn to put them aside. Learn to put them aside. And somebody may be saying, Pastor, how can I overcome stress? Is there in the Bible? Whatever stress you are, you are passing right now, whatever stress that is in your life right now, marital stress, financial stress, emotional stress, stress from the work, what you have to do with your head, and that one that is stressing you, 
all your husband, your wife, all your children, all their bills piling up. You don't know how to go about it. Amen. <laughs> they are all stressed. Amen. Philippians 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 6. We look at it and I think we'll take one or two prayers there. Philippians 4 says, Do not be anxious about anything. Another word for anxious is what? Stress. Don't stress yourself about anything. Don't stress your, don't kill yourself about things around you. Don't stress yourself. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not stress yourself about anything at all. Anything at all. About your finance, don't stress yourself. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. My bill, my house rent is to expire. Let it expire. You are not the only first person. Oh, they will send my children out of school. I will just laugh. Are you the only first? Are you, you are not the first person. And you are not going to be the last person. That they send your children out of school today doesn't mean that tomorrow you will not be giving out scholarship to other children. That they send you out of, your landlord send you out of house today because you are not able to pay your bill. Does that mean you will not be a giver of house that will be sowing seed? You, instead of giving people money, you will be giving people house. We have people like that today. Do not be anxious. Do not stress yourself. Let me now put this on. Do not kill yourself about anything. But what is the world? In everything, in whatever the circumstances, whatever the situation, whatever it is that is giving you stress right now, by prayer, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Do you see? Your request. What are those things that are stressing you? What are those things that are giving you sleep, sleepless night? What are those things that becloud your life that do not allow you to hear from God? In all these things, everything, there are three ways to go about it. Number one, in prayer. And in prayer, we have different type of prayer. What kind of prayer are you going to pray? A prayer of petition. A prayer of petition. You don't burn and lose. You petition heaven. You petition the above authority. That issue in your life is a lower authority. So you petition higher authority, a supreme authority that is above that thing that is that is that is harassing you, that is giving you stress. Look, look at my hand. This, for example, this microphone, this microphone is what that is giving me stress right now. Assuming. So when you want to undo it, what do you do? You petition another authority that is superior, that have authority over this microphone. You write petition to them. Come and see this microphone. Come and see what he's doing. And mind you, your father is the one that have higher authority. So what you do is you petition to heaven, to the throne in heaven. You write letter to your father. My father, come and see this thing that is tormenting and harassing me. Prayer of petition. And after you have done that with thanksgiving, now begin to appreciate God. Yes, those things I see there. Don't say, Oh, I will not kill myself. I should be a pray, pray, pray. No answer. Hello, me. Some people say, If it's death, no problem. I tell you, I pray. If death come, ah uh-uh. ah, uh-uh. where is your faith? After you have petitioned heaven, yes, those things I see buffeting you. Lift up your hand and begin to appreciate God. <laughs> Amen. Ah. That sickness is still there. You have petitioned heaven. You have reported to heaven that sickness, that amen that is giving you sleepless night. Then lift up your hand. Begin to appreciate God for, for his healing. People will look at you. Are you mad? <laughs> I've, I've tested it. I've used it and it worked. Begin to appreciate God. Begin to appreciate God. You have bills to pay and there's no way, you have, there's no source of income. Petition heaven. Oh Lord, you are the owners of thousands of hills, cattles upon thousands of hills. My Lord, my God, uh-uh. are you not my father? My father, please go and kill and sell one of those cows. Send me the money so that I can pay this bill. Amen. Praise the Lord. And after you have done that, lift up your right hand. Lord, I want to appreciate you because the bill has been paid. This has been sorted out. This has been done. This has been done. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is what the Bible is saying. Amen. And when you see this, when you do this, you before you know it, all those things that stand as hindrances, all those things that stand as stress, limiting you. Amen. You will not see them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Can we just lift up our hand this hour? By the grace of God, we continue on uh, hindrances. What are those things that hinder us from receiving from God in another day? But today, let's just lift up our hand and let's appreciate our Lord, our God. Let's give Him thanks. Let's give Him praise. Let's worship Him. Adore His holy name. Give Him thanks. Give Him praise. Worship Him. Thank Him. Thank Him for the gift of life. Thank Him for this mercy. Thank you for this teaching. Thank you for the opening eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we are praying. The first prayer you are going to pray this hour. The second thing I mentioned is sin. If there's any sin in our life, unconfessed sin. If there's any unconfessed sin in your life, it will hinder God from, from listening to you. Lift up your eyes and say, Father, any unconfessed sin, any known or unknown sin in my life, Lord, that hinder me from receiving from you. Say, Lord, I mess so me. Forgive me, O Lord. I mess so me. Forgive me, O Lord. I mess so me. Forgive me, O Lord. Ask the Lord God to have mercy on you. Ask Him to forgive you in the name of Jesus. Any sin in your life, any sin in you, any sin whatsoever in your foundation, any sin around you that hinder God from speaking to you, say, Father, have mercy on me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' name, we have decreed. The second prayer we are going to pray, you remember the first thing I talked about, not knowing God very well. You may be 100 years as a, as a body again. You may be a apostle, you may be this, you may be a dick, you may be head of usher. But if you never have one on one encounter with God, when God is speaking, it will be difficult. The Bible said, God was talking to Samuel, but because Samuel had never known God, God had never, he never had a encounter with God. He thought it was another person that is talking. Say, so, Lord my God, encounter me, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Why not lift up your hand and begin to ask the Lord God to encounter you? In the name of Jesus, say, my father, my father, my father, encounter me, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, my marriage, my business, my career, say, Father, encounter me, in the name of Jesus, O Lord, encounter me, I want to know you, 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 say, Lord, encounter me, Lord, reveal yourself, reveal yourself in my life, in my marriage, in my business, my career, reveal yourself, reveal yourself to me. 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 As the Lord God to reveal Himself in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. Jesus' name we have decreed. The last prayer I want us to pray today is the last one: stress. What are those things that is causing you stress? What are those things? Finance, marital health issue family issue, business issue, what are those things in your life that represents stress? That is, that is, that is acting as stress and is beclouding your heaven, not allowing you to connect to the throne of God to receive. The Bible in that Philippians 4, it said, present them unto the living God. In the next 30 seconds, I want you to begin to mention them before the living God. Say, Father, I present myself, my marriage, my business, my career before you. Begin to mention those things that are giving you stress begin to mention them before the living God and ask God to intervene in the name of Jesus if it has to do with bill if it has to do with debt if it has to do with your health if it has to do with your marriage, your spouse, your husband your wife, your children, your family member if your business is not going on well and you are in chronic debt why not begin to mention them say Father intervene in the name of Jesus intervene 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 Intervene, 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 intervene. As many single are in the house, and because you are holding enough and, and being single, people are now mocking you, and it's like a reproach to you. And as a result of that, you cannot focus, you cannot see. To even pray is difficult. Say, Father, intervene in my life in the name of Jesus. Intervene, intervene. What are those things that are giving you stress? Say, Father, intervene in the name of Jesus. Intervene, O oh Lord. 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 Ask the Lord God to intervene in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, intervene in the name of Jesus. Lord, intervene in the name of Jesus. Lord, intervene in the name of Jesus. Lord, intervene in Jesus' name. We have decreed. I decree and I declare that on that matter that is bringing you stress not allow you to see to hear from God let the Lord God intervene in the name of Jesus 
by the right hand of God, by the mercy of God. Speedily let the Lord God intervene in the name of Jesus. Let the Lord God intervene in the name of Jesus. Let the Lord God intervene in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare divine encounter that will make you to know God, that will make God to, to, to be real to you in your life, in your marriage, in your business, in your career. Let the Lord God encounter you in the name of Jesus. Your sin here, your hearing here, let it be open in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' name we have decreed. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. By the grace of God, these are some of the things that hinder us from receiving, from hearing from God. As you go over them, as you apply wisdom to them, where you need to make correction amendment, as you make correction, as you make amendment, I declare and I declare, let God intervene in the name of Jesus. Amen. By the grace of God, till we meet again another time for another topic. Or if the God say we should continue with this, Amen. I pray for you. I let that be defined encounter in the name of Jesus. And I pray each and every one of you, every dormant spiritual gift, let it come alive in the name of Jesus. Let it come alive in the name of Jesus. Let it come alive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. Jesus' name we have decreed. Praise the Lord. Once again, my name is Ariola Oreolua, the prayer coordinator of this online prayer ministry. This is Pray Network. May the Lord bless each and every one of you. In Jesus' name.